Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, everyone. Cheers to you from Chicago. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We're heading over to Silicon Valley, and we are speaking with a wonderful entrepreneur who is on a mission to change the conversation. And I think that's the epitome of disruptors. You know, we love to speak to disruptors, people doing innovative things. And certainly we love speaking to people who are leading their business from a place of passion and compassion. Um, we're going to talk about mobile homes, so um, but also changing the conversation in so many different ways. So I love to introduce you to our guest, Franco Perez, who is the founder of Franco Mobile Homes and has such good insights and wisdom to share with you. So Franco, welcome to the program. So excited to be here and thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, you know, I love the fact that your Instagram account is Sexy Mobile Homes, but I know there's so much more than that that we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about some real issues and some real challenges and what you're doing uh, to disrupt and, and change things. So let our listeners know what beautiful things you do in the world today. Yeah, so overall, our our business uh, really focus on focuses on like you said changing the conversation around mobile homes and and like our our instagram says it's it's sexy mobile homes is how do we make something like affordable housing sexy because everyone's out here chasing you know everyone's out here chasing trying to sell multi-million dollar properties that sort of thing but there's not enough people helping those that can barely afford housing and that's really our mission is to make helping low-income families get into home ownership, how do we make that sexy itself, right? And and we have a business that helps get people out of the rental rat race into mobile homes and allow and it allows for them to build equity to start their wealth building journey and then in the future own real estate. So there's a lot we can go into there, but generally that's what we do. You know, Franco, I am all about people's economic health and I don't think depending on how you grow up and what communities you're in, you know, we always say you can't, it's hard to be what you can't see. And I don't think people do enough talking about wealth building and it's step-by-step. Step. It doesn't have to be that million dollar mansion right away. Certainly that people that know me um, and know my story, that that wasn't the case at all in my family. And I keep thinking, oh, if I, if I had only known earlier. And so I really admire what you're doing and, and what you're, bringing to the marketplace. I know the story is very personal for you as well. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I grew up a bit in the Philippines when I was very young and and moved here um, to California with my parents. And my parents split up during the housing crash. My dad left and left me at 17, 18 years old to support, to help support my younger sister and my a uh, single mo mother that wasn't working at that time. And I remember the the pain that I had to go through 
working as two jobs and still not being able to afford paying rent at the end of every month. And it is so scary. And I know that so many people right now are going through that same pain, not knowing if they can survive the next paycheck, right? And the core, one of the core parts of economics and families is, and that I learned later down the line is it really is housing. And how do we understand our relationship with housing and how do we understand our personal cash flow and where our money goes when it comes to how we look at our home? Right. And that's something I wasn't taught being low in a low income family back then. Why is it that we aren't taught these core fundamentals that the wealthy do that the wealthy do know? Right. And now I've said ought um I've set out on a mission to try to find how do we fix that problem? How do we fix that gap? Um coming from the rat race of barely affording rent to one day owning a home is such a giant leap. And anything that we can do to help boost, uh, give a little bit of a boost to families that were in my shoes back then, that's what I've been driven for. And particularly and, the market where you're operating, right? I mean, any place uh, in California, but particularly the market you're operating in. And I love something that you said in there, Franco, about our relationship with housing, because I think that's an American problem overall. Um, yeah. yeah, most definitely. I mean, I happen to live in a community that is very wealthy and one of the best in the United States, but guess what? I lived in, the, I, I grew up in the town next to this community and I've lived in this community well over 30 years before it became what it is. And, and so housing is a huge crisis. We've, and this um, podcast, we've talked to other people uh I you and I were chatting before we started recording you know I've had guests from full stack modular I've had guests from boxable um guests doing all sorts of interesting things in the the housing market and 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 I learn more every time I talk to individuals like yourself who are doing something to combat this problem so tell us about tell our listeners um about the business model uh, that you operate, um, because it's not only real estate, it's it's hands-on helping these people with um, acquiring mobile homes, upgrading their existing mobile homes, and, and, and having a vision. So in your own words, tell our listeners what Franco Mobile Homes does. Yeah. And, and about that business model, it really comes down to the current scope of how I saw real estate initially, is I actually came from being a real estate agent out of desperation for trying to survive. Um, and being a real estate agent, I realized how that world really was. And I hated it myself. After I was finally financially secure, I realized I'm like, shoot, this structure is really built to help the wealthiest people we can help get the most expensive homes that they can. And everyone's out here trying to, to service the rich and wealthy. And at the same time, nobody is helping the poor or the low income earners that can barely make it. And to me, that hurt me so much to have to turn away a family and say, hey, you don't make enough money. You don't have enough saved down payment, but you can make more and you can come back to me later. And to me, that wasn't okay. It hurt me so much that I had to figure out a way to, to ease that um, ease that problem. And I, I sought out to try to find, like, what can we do? Is it through government housing? Is it through Section 8? How do we help more people that were in my shoes back then get 
ahead or get more information, more knowledge and more tools to be able to build their worth. Because we all hear it all the time. Real estate is a key to financial security and it makes sense. But for a low income family that in our area, you mentioned we're in the Silicon Valley and I'll explain numbers a little bit because it's important, but it might be higher than most areas. But a two bedroom apartment in our area is $3,500 a month. And to buy a median single family home, that's a that's $1.5 million for an average home. How does somebody ever dream of purchasing a single family home when they're barely keeping up with their rent alone, right? We need a stepping stone to get to, get to that purchase. Oh, I should also mention to buy a single family home, a 10% down payment is $150,000. And a mortgage and monthly payment look like almost $8,000. That's a heavy leap from $3,500 a month. Now, the beautiful thing that I love about mobile homes is that it's a blend of both. It's like a hybrid model where you get a lot of the benefits of home ownership. You get the appreciation, you get tax benefits, you get the leverage alone to build up your net worth, and you get the the same benefits at a lower entry cost. So in our area, a mobile home is about $350,000. What that would mean is your down payment instead of 150K would be about $35,000. And you have a community space rent about, of about $1,100 and your monthly mortgage would look like about $2,800. So you're uh, if you're shifting from that rent model, your new payment's about $4,000, just a little bit more than coming out of that rental apartment. However, you're getting those benefits. Plus at the same time, you're getting the appreciation and your home is going up in value and you're getting a lot of that be those benefits while just living and changing your personal cash flow from full rent into owning a mobile home. And I know that went long into that. Uh, no, as a long I'm just, I'm listening to you, Franco, and I'm thinking about the whole, which I'm not going to sidetrack us, I promise, but the whole dialogue of credit scores also being built on fallacies. And, and there are a lot of people questioning that because I'm listening to you. You know, everybody deserves a chance. Everybody deserves a chance um, to have a roof over their family's head. And, and to your point, build a little, a little equity and a, and a, and a little wealth. And and you're giving them entry points where they can build their credit history, where they can build some pride, where they can do more. And, and I just, I love that. I also want to ask you, because we we shared at this beginning, you're on a mission to change conversations. You know, you're, 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 yes, you're doing this in your local market, but I also know that you're spreading a wider voice in lots of ways and changing the conversation. How is it that we can say, I have a tiny home. Look at my cute, charming little tiny home versus I have a mobile home. And and just how do we change that? Why are those things so different in perception? Man, so perception is is an interesting thing. And, and what sucks is that most general public don't have context about what a mobile home park or what a mobile home is outside of what they see in the movies or TV shows. Right. And how does Hollywood portray mobile homes? They portray it as horrible quality housing where drug dealers and criminals live. And and that's the if that's the only context that people have with mobile homes, that's their perception. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody actually goes out and see, you know, here's the thing about 
mobile homes and mobile home parks, there's a full spectrum. Just like how there's bad apartments out there and there's luxury resort-like apartments. It's the same with mobile home communities. You Yes, there are some trailer park-like homes, but there's beautiful communities out there with golf courses, tennis courts, saunas, and gyms, right? And they all shouldn't be, they shouldn't all be written off as one big problem, right? And and that's basically, you know, how I see it. And especially by telling more stories of people that live in these communities and have grown in these communities, I can't share enough of, about how success, how much success stories I've heard from people uh, being able to survive just because they've lived in a mobile home and not just in California and Atlanta and in other in Texas markets as well. Um, and it's so crucial that people start to understand the reality of how this is an option because there's those that don't know it's an option and they move out of key areas or they keep continuing re to rent for most of their lives and they miss out on a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So when you help people, you help get them into the mobile home, but I know that you also have a branch of your business that helps um, with valuation and identifying how they can lift up and get more value out of their home and 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 with construction. Tell us a little bit about that side of the the business. Sure. So, yeah, um, basically, uh, like you mentioned, the first part we help people transition for the purchasing and selling, and then the second part is when I really took a look at mobile home parks and communities. What I've realized is most of the housing supply is built in the 70s. They're very old school housing. And it wasn't, you know, it's interesting because they were built not knowing that this area was going to be high density housing, right? So you'll often see an older home, on a, a small home on a bigger lot. And just like in real estate, we help a family that lives in this old single wine. How do we help them raise the value of their home at less than it'll cost to get them up there? Right. And it's just like how the wealthy build value on their real estate. How do they add an ADU to to have a better outcome outcome on their investment? And that's exactly what we're doing within these mobile home communities. Hey, you have a single wide right now that's worth a hundred thousand. If we spend about two hundred fifty thousand to more than double your square footage, build you a beautiful home, that'd cost about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And with that, your new evaluation of your home is $400,000. It's a win-win. You get to leverage a loan. You get to live in a much higher quality home with beautiful standards. You get to double your square footage. And in the end, after you sell it, you have more equity and more net money that comes to you at the end of the line. So, but that's typically what we'll do. And we just love beautifying and upping the quality of how these homes are built. And that, that's that's exactly why it call we call it sexy mobile homes because we want to shock the world. Every time they see it, they're like, wow, there's no way that's a mobile home. This guy is <laughs> well hey, let's give a let's give a plug for where people can go see go see more of your work, more examples of your work. Yeah. I think if you haven't seen a mobile home for yourself, we are our team is very passionate about showing the world. And the only way we can do that is through video for them to believe it. So on our YouTube channel, 
Um, it's just Franco mobile homes, but you can see how they're built. We have tours of the beautiful communities these are in. We have stories of families that have grown in there. And, and, and I know this is a podcast, but I want you to visualize that we've built 12 foot high monoslope ceilings. We have quartz countertops, just we build it really as beautiful and as contemporary as can be. And we're going to continue to beautify the way that these are built. I want to talk about you as a business leader now. I want to talk about, you know, you said you, 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 you know, didn't have this traditional like infrastructure where you had a model of what other business leaders were doing growing up and you were in real estate, but now you are a company founder doing amazing things. So I like to talk to founders about like naked truths, lessons learned, things that were like, oh, this was a hard one to figure out. Um, anything that you would share that would be your wisdom that you would share to somebody else starting a company? Oh, so much. I think, you, you know, it's fascinating. I never dreamt of building a company, but I think you know, this is a cliche one, but I think it's so important that, to have a strong why and a strong purpose. I, Our team and our company really isn't built to be profitable or to make X amount of money. Our team is really inspired by, how do I say this? When we did our first project, I saw a family with tears of joy of just wanting, of just so much excitement because they own the first thing they've ever owned. And to me, that was the best compensation I could ever have and the best fulfillment I can ever have. And with that, it just made me want to do this again and again and help more and more people. And I think with any business, it's very important to find what drives you and how you can improve someone's life and how he can help you because you're always going to go through problems. And when you have a strong why and a strong purpose, you're going to figure it out. Like, even though I didn't go to college, I don't have an MBA or any business experience. I read so much about business and, and listen so much. And I, I reach out to people I'm uncomfortable reaching out to because I know that this is going to result in me helping more families. And that, that whole why element is the whole foundation of what got us there. So I think no. that's important. That's pretty wonderful. Um, there's there's a whole lot in there that speaks to who you are as a person um, and what you're trying to do in the world. And and again, these conversations that you're that you're trying to to change. I want to ask you when you're doing what you're doing and you're dealing with a lot of human relationships and a lot of financials and a lot of um, things that can go wrong in the process. I'm guessing, Franco, that you have moments in your business life where you have to have a lot of dis difficult conversations with people where maybe you can't make magic happen or timelines are off or permits are off. Or Can you give us, our listeners, any insight into how you approach challenges and, and difficult conversations with your customers or clients? Yeah, I think one thing I've had to learn is how do you being in the Silicon Valley, I, I, I'm fortunate to have some friends that are in kind of like the startup space. And what's interesting about the tech space is everyone's super collaborative. Um, everyone share, understands how to share value. Um, and I think growing up, we always kind of start with a scarcity mentality that 
if you give something away, then you lose something. Um, but being a business owner and having hard communications and hard problems, it's important to see how can you share values so that it's win-win on both sides. And understanding that allows you to build great partnerships with vendors, with great partners, with, you know, life um, in business, you get into a lot of partnerships where it's like a marriage. You have to communicate well. You have to lay out the truth. You have to say the ugly and you just kind of have to attack it. Um, but that's a key part of it. And as well as critical thinking of, you know, hey, I was never actually an emotionally secure person. I uh, used to, but I learned how to become that way because of the importance of it. And how do we remove or think clearly of to navigate past the problem without getting overwhelmed with emotions as well? I think that's something I had to learn a lot. Um, but hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. It was interesting. I, I appreciate how you said you have to learn how to say the ugly because um, recently I was having a conversation with somebody about how people need to own their own ugly. Um, and so I think there was some of that in there and what you were saying, you know, there's a lot that you have to learn as, as a leader and that self-awareness, whether you're delivering information to somebody that you know is not going to receive it well, um, or whether you're building those positive relationships with partners and vendors, or whether you're applying that self-awareness to yourself. <laughs> I always think it's a important, important piece. Franken, what do you do for joy? What brings you joy and happiness as you go through your day outside of business? You're not allowed to say your work. I love work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I gave, well, I can tell. That's why I gave you that disclaimer. You know, I, growing up, I've always wanted to be in movies and film and that sort of thing. So I've always had a passion for video and I love good food. So I actually, Outside of our work stuff, I love like vlogging and making food videos for small mom and pop restaurants. And that's something kind of like you, you, you know, you love doing this for free and connecting with people, but I love supporting small business owners and sharing their, you know, their great food that they make. And that's something that we do just, just out of fun. And, and, and just that's video editing and video creation is like my escape from reality and like my vacation and my personal eyes. How nice. Hey, um, I want to ask you, if we come back and talk to you in two years, three years, five years, what's the vision? Um, where do you hope to take this business or where do you hope to grow personally? You, you know, our current vision is really just beautifying this space as much as we can, whether it's, you know, not just our organization, but, you know, we want more people to realize the the problem that we have with housing and the demand issues we're having with housing. And people have to realize that we need more ways and more creative ways to build housing. So we our, our goal in the next few years is to really, like we said, beautify how people perceive mobile homes mm -hmm. and for this to be really an amazing solution for so many people out there. And people don't realize there's 22 million people in our country that live in manufactured homes. And, and we have more than 10% of our of all family home starts go through a mobile home and a manufactured home, which is huge. And I only see that getting larger and larger later down the line. And, and um, 
I would just love to create an impact through that, whether it's through politics, whether it's through policy and helping up the understanding around this. And that's something that we've been passionate about lately. Hey, Franco, I'm so glad that you are doing what you do and working in this space. Um, there is such a need and there's going to be a, a growing need. I mean, it breaks my heart when you read things about, you know, generations, um, you know, people that have just already predetermined they're never going to own anything in their life. So they just, they kind of give up that vision and they don't think about it creatively or they're, they can afford something and they're worried about this, the stigma around it, which they, they shouldn't. Um, and I think there's also something to be said for not, I mean, I'm a very driven person. People that know me, I'm a very driven person. I have a very good job. I do like money. This is no, no surprise, but I also live very humbly. And there's also something about, um, you know, about not keeping up or not worried about stigma and, and taking your money and your wealth and using it in other ways. So again, so grateful to have met you and have invited you to this podcast. If people want to connect with you um, and learn more and do more, you mentioned some things, but uh, how can they reach out to you if they want to connect direct? Yeah, all of our links and our contact info is at www.franco.tv or you could just Google Franco Mobile Homes. You'll find us there. And and uh, yeah, so I appreciate being on this. Yeah, it's been fun. Hey, to our listeners, if Franco said something that you think somebody else needs to hear, pass along a copy of this episode or get connected with him on LinkedIn. Um, we are always about collaborations. So um, we are also always about if you know a disruptive CEO that we should be speaking to, send me info at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until we speak again, always be disruptive and keep your eye on the future. Thank you, Franco. Thank you. And appreciate what you're doing. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.